Welcome back to the Jeepers Creepers podcast. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Kylie. So this week is a particularly special week. Why is it a particularly special week, Kylie? Because we're doing Friday the 13th and there's a Friday the 13th this week. (laughs) Particularly on Friday, if you were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) What? I think they got that. You know, just to clarify. It was like 13th on You didn't even know that, though. She was like, we're doing Friday the 13th next week. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And then I was like... Asked her if she knew that there was Friday the 13th this week, and that's why she chose it, and she didn't even know. I did not know. So I was super excited. All right. The movie. (laughs) Friday the 13th came out on May 9th, 1980. It was directed by Sean Cunningham and written by Victor Miller. The movie itself had a budget of $550,000, and filming only lasted 28 days. Ooh, they got it done. Oh, yeah. It grossed over $39.7 million in the U.S. and another $20 million internationally. The film follows a group of teenage camp counselors who arrive early to reopen an abandoned summer camp. Camp Crystal Lake. Okay. Which in the original script was called Camp Blood. (laughs) Oh, creative. Very creative. Yeah. (laughs) So these camp counselors get picked off one by one by an unknown murderer. An unknown murderer. The story goes that Jason Voorhees drowned in the lake at summer camp. And was back to exact revenge, but those who have actually seen the movie know this isn't the case. The unknown assailant happens to be Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mother, with a similar motive. And if you've ever seen the beginning of Scream, you would also know that, because she dies because she gets the answer wrong. He asks her who the killer was in Friday the 13th, and she says, Jason, and everybody knows it was Jason, and he's like, wrong! Wrong! Didn't we watch a little bit of that or something? We might have. I think we did, because I hadn't seen the Scream movies. I know. Okay. Well, we know what we're doing tonight. (laughs) Uh, So we never actually see Jason uh, in the original film. And he isn't mentioned until an hour and 16 minutes into the movie. Shit. Yeah. We do see him in the following sequels and remakes. And I have a list of those because I love when they have really (laughs) like long things. (laughs) So there's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th Part 2. Friday the 13th Part 3. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Friday the 13th, a new beginning. Friday the 13th, part 6, Jason Lives. Friday the 13th, part 7, the new blood. Friday the 13th, part 8, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason goes to hell, the final Friday. Jason X, which takes place in space. Okay. Freddy versus Jason, my personal favorite. And the remake, Friday the 13th, it wasn't very good, and I don't want to talk about it. The best part of that entire thing is that you have a legitimate spreadsheet. Yeah, well, yeah, we all need a spreadsheet. Well, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, it's a spreadsheet. Yeah. It's a spreadsheet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you guys can hear some pitter patter, the pepperoni pizza is uh, walking around in the room. The one pepperoni pizza that is left in the room. Yep. All right. So the Friday the Thirteenth films are a part of one of the largest horror movie franchises in history. The films have been turned into a video game, which I have. It is titled Friday the 13th. And it's an awesome game. <laughs> so essentially what you do is there's like eight counselors or seven counselors. And you play online. But there's, I think, seven counselors and one Jason. And the Jason has to kill all the counselors. And you can hide. You can use weapons against Jason. You can like set traps. You can do whatever. You played this in front of me. Yeah, yeah, and as Jason, you can kind of teleport, you can, like, show up to a different spot on the map, you can see on the map if somebody's, like, escaping via car or something like that. I remember, because he can't run. Yeah, he can't run, so you have to, like, use the teleportation thing to catch people, because they can run, the counselors can run. Mm -hmm. 
But it's a lot of fun, especially as a counselor, I think, is the most fun because you have to, like, actually escape so you can, like, find all the things to get a car working again and then mm-hmm. peace out. Yeah, so it's really cool. Usually I just wait till somebody else figures that out and then I hop in the car with them. It's a good strategy. Yep. I'd say it's a good strategy. Yeah, so, or you could just last 20 minutes in the game and you made it through the night. Mm-hmm. Some fun facts about the film. Uh, so a lot of people think it's chi 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 ma ma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's actually ki 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 ma ma ma. We know that because in the final reel of the film, Pamela Voorhees is reciting Kill Her Mommy. And so they took that reel oh, okay. and and like just split Spliced it up it. and repeated yeah, yeah. it till it was like ki 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 ma ma ma. Ah. Like ki, kill 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 ma 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 ma. That makes sense. Yeah. So if anybody ever tries to fight you on that, be like, bitch, I have proof. From my podcast I listen From to. From this podcast. <laughs> Another fun fact, many of the cast and crew actually stayed on set instead of in nearby hotels because the camp was actually a functioning summer camp. Ooh. It was that's called spooky. Camp Noby Bosco. Excuse me? Noby Bosco. So <laughs> I I looked this up because I was like, what the fuck could that stand for? Yeah. And I still don't know what no B stands for, but the Bosco is Boy Scouts. Oh. But I could not figure out the no B. And it's N-O-B-E? Yeah, it's like this. It's got like no dash B dash B-O dash S-E-O. No beds. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. It's a good good try though. I couldn't figure it out. I have no idea. So they all just stayed in the cabins while filming a movie about people getting massacred in the same cabins. Not before Boy Scouts. <laughs> Not between Boy Scouts. Oh, you're Scouts. still trying to... I was like, what? Wait, that happened before Boy Scouts? What are you saying? <laughs> no, I need to know. I, yeah, I don't... You're gonna... It, I think it, like, stands for, like, an area or something. I don't think it's oh, words. Oh, do you know where the camp was? Do you know the area? No. Okay. I'm gonna figure this I out. I think it was in New Jersey. Next episode. It was in New Jersey somewhere, but I remember specifically trying to look up what it was, and I could not find it anywhere. I will find it. Okay. And I will report back. All right. You let me know. I will. Yeah. So, those are my fun facts about the film. Also, <laughs> uh, American Horror Story this season is basically doing Friday the 13th. So, are they really? Yeah, it's a bunch of camp counselors, and Ooh. they get, like... When's that come out? Destroyed. September 26th, I think. Shit. I'm excited. Or maybe earlier than that. I don't I'm sorry. Okay. I don't remember the date. Sometime soon. Yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. month, though. Okay. Um, Sweet. I'm excited. Yeah, it's dope. All right. So, Friday the 13th was inspired by a murder that occurred 20 years prior to the film on June 5th, 1960 at Bodominski Lake in Espoo, Finland. <laughs> Pre-warning, I, I normally butcher names of anything, but, like, this is going this to be exceptionally bad. So, yeah, so... It's all Finland. Um, so, I'm just gonna fuck it up really yeah. badly. Also, to note, this was never confirmed as the actual inspiration for the film, even though it, like, totally was. Yeah. The director actually just said that the inspiration for the film was the fact that Halloween had come out the year prior, and he wanted to just kind of live off its success. But the... And he never really said what the idea came from, but if you listen to the story, it's... It's apparent. I don't know the story yet. It's pretty. Uh, but I, I, I heard it apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, fifteen-year-old females. Here I go. Ma- Malia, Malia, Bjorklund, and <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I like I really do feel bad. Yes, like it's just B J O R K L U N D. Bjorklund. Bjorklund. 
Bjorkland? Bjorkland. Yeah, we're getting it. Okay. Sound it out. Anja Maki. Anja Maki. We're camping along the shore of Lake Bodum with their 18-year-old boyfriends, Seppo Boysman and Nils Gustafsson. Sure. <laughs> Sounds close enough. Sure. All right. <laughs> so between the hours of 4 to 6 a.m., Malia, Anja, and Se- Seppo were stabbed to death by an unknown attacker. Malia was undressed from the waist down and lying on top of the tent. She was stabbed many times after her death, while the other two teenagers were not killed with any violence. Like, they were, obviously they were stabbed, but she was undressed from the waist down and everyone else had their clothing on. She was left on top of the tent and the other two were left alone. So that's a little weird. So, but they were just stabbed, like, They were just quickly. stabbed through the tent. Oh. Yeah. Because the attacker the came tent. from above the tent. Oh, snap. Strange, right? Was she sexually assaulted? Probably. No facts on that. But because she was undressed from the waist down, that assumption was Wildly made. speculating. Okay. I would say pretty accurately. <laughs> Very um, likely. <laughs> Nils was also found lying on top of the tent, but he was alive. He only suffered some br- b- 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 suffered some bruises, a concussion, and jaw and facial bone structures. So, like, yeah, he was injured, but he was the only one who survived. And he later reported that he had seen a glimpse of the attacker wearing bright black and red. Bright red and black. You can't really have a <laughs> <laughs> I did these notes very rushed because I was really into the story. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Um, and the murderer used a knife and an unidentified bl- blunt instrument, and neither of them have been located to this day. He also took a lot of weird things from the crime scene that just didn't make any sense. He took the keys to the victim's motorcycles, but the motorcycles were left at the scene. And his nils... So the only survivor's shoes were moved and partially hidden about 500 meters from the murder site. So that's strange, too. Well, yeah, why would you take them I don't and then know. hide them? And, and then, then just hide them only 500 meters from the yeah. site. And only partially hidden. Well, that's, like, also, like, a decent distance. Yeah, but I mean, like for it's an investigation. Like, enough to be, like, why? Like, clearly, if they're doing an investigation in that area, I think they would find it. So the investigation started off pretty messy, and it only got worse from there. The police didn't record any details from the scene. They didn't isolate the crime scene, so they allowed police officers and other people to just walk around the crime scene and therefore distort, disturb the evidence. That happens in so many goddamn so many stories that so I have many. listened to, like it's true ridiculous. crime stories. Yep. I think the Velisca axe murders, if you've ever heard of those, have, there were yeah. super famous axe murders. Yeah. That was like a huge thing is they literally let everybody walk all over the scene and stuff. Yeah, like that. I remember that. It's like so many, in so many famous yeah. like murders and stuff, they're like, oh, don't know who did it because we let everybody exactly. in. Exactly. I feel like it like, it makes more sense to me if the police just like run in and are like messy with their own search if there's like someone dying or they're just like in shock, but allowing just like random pedestrians to walk yeah. along the murder scene, it does not make sense to me. Like the least you could do is be like, hey, this is a murder scene. Yeah, and, like, you're supposed to keep somebody, like, there, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they, like, will just put caution tape. I know, yeah, yeah. The day. Which, like, like somebody's gonna are going to go past to, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're going to be more curious. Yep. And then they also called sur- soldiers to search the lake for the missing items, but several of the items were never even found, so that made it even worse. So, during the investigation, they did have a few notable suspects, and the first is Voldemar. Voldemort? <laughs> Did you just say Voldemort? <laughs> no, very <laughs> close. Voldemar. No T. Oh, just Voldemar. Okay. <laughs> did you just say Voldemort? I was like, he did it. He did it. 
It was Valdemar. The boy who lived. You. Oh my god. <laughs> it was a boy who lived. Gilstrom. <laughs> Voldemort Gilstrom. Got it. Please don't say Voldemort. <laughs> it will be Voldemort for the rest of the episode. I hope you did. We cannot shame Voldemort like this. <laughs> we can. Can we though? And we will. Okay. <laughs> so Voldemort Gilstrom <laughs> was a kiosk keep who lived 800 meters from the murder scene. And he lived near a popular camping area. And he was known to be hostile towards many campers. He cut down tents, threw rocks at people, chased away anyone who tried to enter the campsite, and fired shotguns at young people who drove mopeds on his street. Casual. Yeah, he he was he had a few anger issues. Um, and some people said that it was Voldemort <laughs> coming back from the murder scene, but they were too afraid to call the police because he was clearly violent, so they mm-hmm. didn't want to be harmed. And then the police also messed up here because they never DNA tested him, him, even though there were DNA tracks. We're starting that sentence. The police also messed up here because they never DNA tested him, even though there were DNA traces found on the tent, as well as a tooth in the tent. So they found a stray tooth. Like his tooth? I'm assuming, because everyone else had their full tooth. That's pretty, like, yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty good to check. It's pretty damning evidence. Like, I'm sure they can look at it and be like, what the, tooth yes. is this? And then, they sir, did. are you missing? Okay. I was like, <laughs> so, well, I mean, they were dead. Only one person could answer that question. But they looked and all the victims no, had I'm saying the cops could be like... I know, but they didn't They didn't even DNA test him or look at his mouth yeah, or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you could have just looked at his mouth. No, it would have been so easy to do, but they fucked up again. And then they ignored a lot of other evidence because Valdemar was said to be a drunk and also the language barrier was what they said was an issue, which is just a bullshit excuse, like, find a translator. That's not hard. Yeah, where was he from, do you know? Finland. He just had too strong of an accent. Finland. Oh, he just had, like, one of those backwoods, like, Yeah, because he was drunk and, like, angry, I guess, so they were, like, like too thick of a... Someone who's also from America, but has a crazy southern accent. Exactly. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, It's all bullshit. Like, it's literally just, just excuses. And he also confessed to the crime many, many times, but they just ignored it because that they said, because they said he was drunk. So they're like, it doesn't count. Which, look into it at least. Yeah, I can, I can see both sides. Like, number one, he fucking confessed, so he probably did it. And number two, I can see why you'd be like, wait, no, we need him sober, because I could see but that being completely- But then sober him up. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying I could see it being completely inadmissible in court, but like- yeah, but sober him up. It's not yeah. hard to do. Like, 24 yeah, hours and you're done. What Like, what are the odds he confesses when he's sober? They didn't try. Uh, okay. <laughs> if they had tried, then that would be a different story. But they were just like, ah, oh, he's drunk, not him. And kept going. Like, they just fucked it all up. Voldemort was also admitted to a mental hospital during the war, and his symptoms included intense and mindless violence mixed with some periods of calmness. And when he was in the period of calmness, he was kind but also manipulative. So, um, periods of violence could mean stabbing a tent filled with four campers. I don't know. Let me know. Um, and then in 1969, he was having a conversation with Bori, his friend Borg. Oh, no, just kidding. Borge. Borge. His friend Borge. (laughs) (laughs) Yup, that's definitely how we pronounce it. And this conversation was recorded, and he was quoted saying... If it, Borge was quoted saying, if it is you who did it, then I think you should drown yourself because you will spend the rest of your life in prison, end quote. 
And then a few hours after this conversation, Voldemort went down to the lake and drowned himself. He wasn't killed by Harry Potter. <laughs> what if that was just one Horcrux? <laughs> he will be back. <laughs> he is dead. We can make jokes because he's probably the murderer, so it's okay. <laughs> Voldemort did it. It was all Voldemort. The boy who lives <laughs> has come to die. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that took care of the first suspect and then in march 2004 gustafson that was nils the only survivor was arrested the boy who lives. shut up <laughs> <laughs> okay the finnish national bureau of Vest- if ugh, i cannot speak i really need to do my vocal exercises bureau of investigation stated that gustafson was drunk and excluded from the tent when he attacked the other boy which explained his broken jaw. So they say that, like, he was drunk, they got into a fight, and that explains his injuries, and then he murdered them, um, because the fight just escalated even more, and so he decided to murder their his girlfriend and the other girlfriend. Um, but the defense argued that there was not... It was not possible that he could have killed three people given the extent of his injuries, and on October 7th, 2005, Gustafsson was acquitted of all charges. So, as of today, the murders of Malia, Anja, and Seppo are unsolved. It was Voldemort. I mean, that's the only probable answer. Yeah, it was Voldemort. The only one. It's always Voldemort. It's never... <laughs> See, even when you think Voldemort is dead, it's still it's Voldemort. It's still Voldemort somehow. It's, it's Voldemort. just like, we know that. I don't know how they didn't figure that one out. Um. Yeah, so that is the murder case that most people, uh, myself included, think inspired Friday the 13th because it's, it's pretty similar, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say it's pretty similar. Yeah. I got a, I got a couple, I got a couple short tales. Tell me some tales. I, have some I got too. some short tales. So my first tale, which I am not going to go too far into because I talked about him on the Killer Kids episode. Oh! <gasps> Oh, it's not. We didn't do it. I was going to say this. That was Child's Play episode. I was going to say this. But I'm saying it. I know, but I wrote it at the top. Look, fun fact. The murder Kenzie mentioned happened on Friday the 13th. It did. It totally did. Okay, so David McGreevy, also known as the Worcester Monster, murdered the three Ralph children on Friday the 13th in 1973. So he beat the eight-month-old to death. Are we going to say this story again? Yep. Oh, he God. beat the eight-month-old to death, slit the two-year-old's oh, God, throat, strangled the four-year-old, mutilated their bodies with a pickaxe, and then impaled them all on the neighbor's wrought iron fence. Next time do like a little bit of a warning. No warnings here. We didn't say no warnings here. <laughs> no warnings. Uh, his only explanation was, all I could hear is kids, kids, kids. He killed them because the kids made too much noise. I anyway. Was, I was looking into that one because I saw the same thing. It's actually pretty in-depth. I want to do it one day. Nah, I want to cover the murder one day. <laughs> so just you don't want to murder one. three kids? I don't. Okay, so I have another one. I figured. That I came across by accident. I figured. So my second tale is of Mark Andrew Twitchell. <laughs> Twitchell. 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 He was a Canadian filmmaker born on the 4th of July in 1979. Fun fact. He wasn't very famous, so don't get too excited. You don't know who he is. Uh, but this case actually 
both had a tie to the film industry because he made films. And also Jason. So I thought, why the hell not? True. So Twitchell was convicted of first degree murder in 2011 for killing Johnny Altinger after being inspired by Dexter Morgan, the famous serial killer in the show Dexter. Yeah, but he's a good serial killer. Yeah, but he, uh, I'm, I'm guessing I... that the inspiration was just like the way he killed him. So he admitted that he was inspired by Dexter. He had also tried to kill uh, G- Gillies, Gills, Gill. Okay. Tatro. Okay. Uh, and he was tried for that attempted murder, but charges were dropped after he was already given a maximum sentence for the murder of Johnny Altinger. Okay. So what had happened was Twitchell had used the online dating site oh, Plenty man. of Fish. Oh man. To lure the two men. He was supposed to be yeah. made a catfish profile of yeah, someone. Yeah. Uh, so to learn the two men separately at different times, of course, into a garage that he had rented. So he didn't actually own it. So this is why. Because when I was reading this, I was like, how the hell did they not just go to his house? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because one of them survived. Yeah. That he had rented. And Tatro had testified that when he entered the garage, Twitchell was wearing a hockey mask and attacked him with a stun baton. Ooh. Like one of those like... Yeah, yeah. Zzz. And I know it, yeah. that? Tatro luckily escaped. Twitchell had claimed that Altinger's death was self-defense. However, he had two manifestos on his laptop. Uh, he's not very smart. No, uh, entitled, no. quote-unquote, A Profile of a Psychopath and oh. SK Confessions. Yeah, and maybe don't do that. SK Confessions stood for Serial Killer, killer Confessions. Yeah, no, not the most creative title I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, and that one began with the following, quote, Oh, no. This story is based in true events. Oh, the no. names and events were altered slightly to protect the guilty. This is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, just unquote. put that on your computer. Yeah. Yep. So, if you're basically... you're going murder someone, maybe don't do that. His self-defense claim went straight out the window and he was given the maximum sentence yeah. available in Canada. So, yeah, that was just, like, a quick hockey mask Didn't killer know. that I thought would be fun to add to this episode. And also because he was an absolute idiot. And yeah, he, put he his was manifesto very dumb. On his goddamn computer. Don't do that. At least try to hide it a little bit better. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So, let's get to what we found was 13 terrible things that have happened on Friday the 13th. Let's do it. So, you I'll, go first? Yeah, I'll start it off. We'll start off easy. Mine progress. On Friday, January 13th, 1989, uh, the quote-unquote Friday the 13th virus, as it was called, uh, struck several personal computers in Britain and was programmed just to wipe out program files on that day. So, like, if you oh, had important documents, you're just it's, rude. it was, yeah, it was literally just a fuck with you virus. So, Yikes. like, on that day, like, anything you had saved on your computer just disappeared. Yikes. Yeah, That's and then shitty. they made it so, like, anybody who had an IBM computer, like, it just became ridiculously, frustratingly slow that day. Oh, that's so horrible. Yeah, which is funny. That was funny. That's cruel. And it's lighthearted and get ready, because a lot of the other ones aren't. My, yeah, mine's actually, the first one I'm doing is, I'm choosing a lighter one. Um, so on August 13th, 2010, at 1.13pm, which is also 13.13 in military time, a 13-year-old boy was in a crowd of 150,000 people at an air show in Lowestoft, Suffolk, 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 
Suffolk. Yeah. Sure. And was the only person to be struck by lightning, and he ended up surviving. But if you notice, that was August 13th at 1313, a 13-year-old boy was struck by lightning. Yeah, that's that's just strange. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. So, on Friday the 13th of July in 1951, uh, the state of Kansas was hit with over 25 inches of rain, and it exceeded a previous flood record in Kansas by over 9 feet. Whoa. Yeah. That's excessive. So that was random. Yeah, that is random. Okay, now mine get worse. Um, yep, same. <laughs> the, actually, it, yeah, it was the murder of Kitty Genovese. Genovese? Genovese. Um, on March 13th, 1964, which is actually known as New York's most brutal and notorious murder. Um, she was a bar manager who was stabbed and raped by a stranger named Winston Mosley. And according to a New York Times article, 38 people witnessed the attack but, ne- attack but never called the police. And this case is actually used in psychology classes to demonstrate the bystander effect. True. I learned about it in my AP psych class. But apparently, that number was exaggerated. Yeah, I looked. At, I saw that yeah. too. It's like, apparently, they said that, but really what it meant was that 38 people may have heard Walked by or something yeah. like a scuffle, but they didn't know what. They didn't know what. Yeah. yeah. So they, they didn't, didn't see a murder and yeah, rape happen. Yeah. They didn't, or or hear a scream exactly. or something specific. It's just that they heard something. They saw or something. Them yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. Still pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. Ends up. True. Okay. So next one. We'll dive real deep, real quick. Pretty, pretty rough. On September, Friday the 13th, 1940, Buckingham Palace was bombed in World War II. (laughs) Yeah. You really dove deep on that one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you did. We're going hard. Okay. Um, so on October 13th, 1972, a plane carrying 164 passengers and 10 crew members from Paris to Moscow approached the airport to land, but instead of slowing down, it flew to the ground at 385 miles per hour and killed everybody on board. Some have theories that it was a mechanical malfunction or that the pilot lost control due to a lightning strike, but the actual cause was never determined. That sucks. That's why I don't like planes. Yeah, but they, um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, This was actually a little lighter. On Friday, November 13th, 1829, a long time ago, Sam Patch, a... Daredevil from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, shout out, uh, jumped from a height of 125 feet into the Genesee River, which is something he had done before, just not at such a high height, and uh, unfortunately his body washed up seven miles downstream four months later. So in in front of thousands thousands and thousands of spectators, he just never came back up. That is horrible. Yeah. So he's clearly confident. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Well... And then he At died. least he died confidently. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Tupac died on Friday the 13th in 1996. On September 7th, he was the victim of a drive-by shooting. And on September 13th, he died in a Las Vegas hospital. And to this day, the murder is unsolved. There's a lot of conspiracy theorists that for some reason think that Tupac is still alive. Yeah, there's so many conspiracies about everything. Did you Those hear the one about, also like... flat earthers. Who was it? Um, no. I think it's Avril Levine. Oh, yeah, 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 that she was, like, replaced by some Russian or something like that. Yeah, there's also one that Hitler survived and was living in somewhere super random, like Venezuela or something like that for a while. Okay, so on Friday the 13th of January 1939, uh, the dubbed Black Friday bushfires destroyed 575,000 acres of land in Australia and killed 71 people. Yep. Yeah. 
There was another plane crash on October 13th, 1972, which was carrying the Uruguayan Old Christians Club rugby team to travel to Chile. The plane crashed into an Andean mountain peak. 27 out of 45 passengers survived the initial crash and had to use drastic measures such as eating the bodies of their lost teammates to survive the journey down. On the way down, an avalanche took eight more of the men, and a rescue team did not come until after two of the men underwent a death-defying hike out of the train for help. And finally, on December 23rd, 1972, after 72 days, 16 of the survivors were rescued. There is a movie about that. I know there is. I, I haven't seen it. I what it's called. But I think my parents saw it. I think it's called Alive or something like that. It is called Alive. I saw that in the article that I was reading. Yeah, okay. I've seen it. Yep. And it was, like, really, like, traumatizing yeah. to watch. Because I think well, I watched I mean, it, it was, when I was pretty young. And it was a traumatizing story, so, you know. Yeah. So, my last few were, like, definitely dark. So, uh, on Friday the 13th of July in 1821, the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan was born. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, I've decided not to mention his name because fuck him. Yeah, that's... I will, however, mention also, that... Also, fuck him for being called the Grand Wizard. Yeah, like, fuck that. That's fucking stupid. Named- anyway, I will mention that as a Confederate general, he and his men killed over 200 unarmed and surrendered Union soldiers, uh, many of whom were black, during the infamous Fort Pillow Massacre. Are any of us So, surprised? definitely a terrible day in history. Yeah, or an- is anyone surprised? No. Uh, no. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> On Friday the 13th of November 1970... On Friday the 13th of November 1970, the Bola Cyclone storm ended in Bangladesh, leaving the country with a death toll of approximately 150 to 550,000 people. Uh, it was estimated that this was a loss of approximately 45% of Bangladesh's population. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus, that's insane. Yep. So then, last one, uh, on January 13th, 2012, the Costa Concordia sank into the ocean. Uh, it was the largest passenger ship ever wrecked, containing twice as many passengers as the Titanic. Uh, 32 people died in the wreck, and the captain was ultimate, ultimately convicted of manslaughter in 2015. Because he didn't stay. So, yeah, right. so the captain steered the ship off course and too close to an island while, quote-unquote, enter- entertaining a female friend. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also stated that he did not abandon the ship. He had simply fallen into a lifeboat when the ship rocked over and had been swept to shore against his wishes. Wow, that's how I'm going to explain anytime anything good happens to me. Phone I calls with a crewmate determined that was a lie. <laughs> Anyone would know that's a lie. You don't fall. Yeah, the so lifeboats are tiny. They they had like re- recorded phone calls with a crewmate that was like, "Get your ass back on the boat!" Like oh like somebody yelling God, at yeah, him. Yeah. So, and he you could hear him refuse oh on the other my end. God. So yeah, he basically killed thirty two people, and yeah. now he is serving I think sixteen years in prison. I also heard he was drunk too during this. And he was also entertaining a female friend, so he probably was. You know what I mean? He was probably, yes. like, 100%. drinking and, like, yeah. whatever. 100%. Yeah, so that is 13 terrible things that happened on Friday the 13th, and I hope that your Friday the 13th isn't that bad. <laughs> Puppy Gatsby was born on Friday the 13th in October. I like Friday the 13th. I have some of the history behind popular superstitions. Oh! <gasps> Friday the thirteenth. So if something bad does happen to you on you Friday at least the thirteenth, now you know why. <laughs> and that is how you know. 
So the first one that I researched was black cats, which is also my favorite type. When I was searching for a cat to adopt, I wanted a black cat so badly, but the one that I met was really, really mean. <laughs> and we ended up with two fat, still mean cats. No, they're not mean. But they're angel boys. We love them. In the 1200s, Pope Gregory IX started a culture war on pagan symbols and damned cats as servants of Satan. This initiated the killing of cats, specifically black ones, all across Europe. By the 1600s, during the witch hunting days, the rumors that cat fangs and fur were venomous was so strong that Puritans believed black cats were called familiars, which were supernatural demons that served witches. That's why Sabrina has a familiar and it's a black cat. Oh, I love that. Yep. I thought it was very interesting. And then the next superstition is that you should never walk under a ladder. And this is because, according to Christianity, ladders are a symbol of the Holy Trinity. And walking under it meant that you disrupted it, and therefore you could summer, summit, <laughs> summer, summon the evil one. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> um, the next one is break a mirror and see seven years of bad luck. Because according to ancient cultures, your reflection holds a piece of your soul. And breaking a mirror means that you fractured your very essence and are left vulnerable to bad luck. It lasted seven years because the human body and soul takes seven years to fully regenerate. Interesting, right? And my last one is that a full moon brings out the crazies. Same. <laughs> Me. I was looking at the moon on the way here. It's almost a Moon's full moon. Moon's out. Titties out. Moon's out. <laughs> Moon's out for the boys. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So this is related to the word lunatic because lunatic comes from luna which is the latin word for moon and aristotle believed that the human brain is extremely susceptible oh my god susceptible to the goddess luna's pull because it is the moistest organ i couldn't find another way to write that i'm so sorry hippocrates wrote one who is seized with terror, fright, and madness during the night is being visited by the goddess of the moon. <laughs> Your brain is basically being pulled by the moon and makes you crazy. And that's that. Moon's out, titties out. <laughs> titties out. <laughs> that's enough out of you. And some reasons why the number 13 is unlucky. Number one, uh, it was in the Code of Hammurabi where this was omitted, number 13, in its list of legal rules. However, it was a clerical error made by a translator who just failed to translate correctly, and in fact, it was never actually numerically listed at all. Uh, The translator just tried to list it. Other stuff. A lot of people say that the number 13 is unlucky because there were 13 people at the Last Supper, the 12 disciples and Jesus, and that is where Judas betrayed Jesus. And Judas was the 13th seat. Yeah, so Judas betrayed Jesus and gave him up for some, some cash flow, basically. And then Jesus was taken and crucified. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so that was pretty awful. Moon stuff. (laughs) Moon stuff. So apparently, a year with 13 full moons instead of 12 posed problems for the monks in charge of calendars. Because that is not usually how they made them. Yeah, it's supposed to have 12 full moons. That's the team. In ancient cultures, the number 13 represented femininity, and for some reason, because of the patriarchy, that means it's unlucky. (laughs) And, wait, wait, it represented femininity because it corresponded to the number of lunar, aka menstrual cycles in a year. So we're supposed to have 13 menstrual cycles. I don't have 13. 13 My body hates me. Typically, people have 13. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and for some reason that makes it. I mean, I guess. I mean, and apparently the solar calendar triumphed over the the lunar calendar. So, Mm. fuck thirteen. Apparently, okay. I mean, it would make sense that you know we have thirteen periods. That's unlucky because we're always unlucky on our periods. You know, fuck women, fuck them, and by that I mean not fuck them or fuck them. Fuck the patriarchy or fuck them. So yeah. A lot of people think that 13 is a terrible number and they avoid it. And the fear of it is called triskaidekaphobia. 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 Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> so. But I personally, uh, I, don't, I like the number if 13. If you have that, I guess avoid the number 13 or maybe see a mental health professional and deal with that fear. Or just, you know, live with it. Yeah. Cope. Cope. Get a bot cat. Rub some dirt in it. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's that for this episode. Happy Friday the 13th. Go get yourself a tattoo. Do it. They're on a discount. They're usually on a discount. There's usually some flash sales on Fridays. And they're always dope as hell and scary and spooky and I love them. Do it. Um, yeah. Do so and do it. Live it up, homies. And I wish you good luck. On your triscodecophobia. All right. Okay. Catch you later. Okay, bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>